Greetings from the Family Leader, and we're here to update you with some really good news that came through last night, right after dinner. Uh, never know what a Monday night's going to bring, but this Monday night brought some good news. Chuck, tell us about the good news. So we had a strange, unprecedented event happen where somebody, probably not on our side, leaked a proposed opinion by U.S. Um, Supreme Court Justice Sam Alito saying that Roe v. Wade should be overturned. Now, the, the, the draft didn't just say this is a gut punch to Roe v. Wade. This is, it's an overturn this of is, Roe v. Wade. That, that's correct. So if you heard celebrating going on in your neighborhood last night, you wondered, what the heck's going on? Nobody's playing that I know of. It was because of this opinion being, or the draft, the leaked draft opinion being released last night. Yeah, and emphasis, it's not final. We had Casey in 1992 that flipped just the last few weeks before the opinion was published. So we need you to keep praying, but it looks really good right now. So it looks really good, but tell our viewers what looks really good about it. I mean, what's this draft saying? Why, why does it matter? All these people have been praying for a long time for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. Well, not only prayers, but legal groups, ours included, have been um, filing friend of the court briefs and showing how Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided. As you read through Justice Alito's draft opinion, he basically takes pretty much all those arguments that we've been providing, and he ratifies them. He said Roe was terribly decided from the beginning. It's, uh, he even cites several liberal pro-abortion constitutional scholars saying Roe v. Wade was a terrible opinion. It was legislating from the bench, and so on. And it misread precedent. It ignored other precedent, and it was a wretched decision. And so here we are, 49 and a half years later, saying it's high time, it's past time that Roe be thrown on the ash heap of jurisprudential history. So when I did read that about Alito saying that this is just awful precedence, and that's why it needs to be overturned, and my first thought was 60 million babies mm -hmm. have lost their lives due to terrible precedence. Mm -hmm. Let's say this draft doesn't only signal good news, let's say it be comes good news, mm -hmm. and this becomes the official opinion. What does that do for us here in the state of Iowa? Well, I'm going to say very quickly, it's great news for most of the country, but in Iowa, we still will be under a cloud of jurisprudential oppression. 2018, the Iowa Supreme Court, by a 5-2 to two decision, said that there's a fundamental constitutional right in the Iowa Constitution to commit abortion all the way through nine months of pregnancy. So we could very likely and probably will become a destination state for abortion because the states around us don't have that. And there's even talk from Amazon and others about, you know, instead of shipping boxes into Iowa, they're going to ship pregnant women in to have their babies killed. I mean, it's Iowa could be the darkest spot in the Midwest. So, so this draft opinion, so go back to that, says that it really should be left basically to the states is what it's saying. Yes. And 13 states would, like, they, they have trigger laws that would outlaw abortion immediately. Right. But some states like Iowa would become an abortion destination where women would come in to have their abortions here. Mm -hmm. So what does Iowa need to do? We have two potential remedies. One, 
we should be praying for this June. The Iowa Supreme Court has been asked by us. We filed a friend of the court brief, and I was in the courtroom uh, just in February, urging the um, Iowa Supreme Court to overturn that terrible 2018 decision here in Iowa. If that doesn't happen, and it's a bit of a long shot that the Supreme Court of Iowa will overturn itself that quickly, then what we've really got to have is a constitutional amendment. We call it the Protect Life Amendment. You need to get those words to roll off your tongue because we the people will have a chance to vote on that, Lord willing, in a year or two. And the Protect Life Amendment would say there is no fundamental right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution. There's no constitutional right. Taxpayers don't have the obligation to pay for it. But it's called the Protect Life Amendment. And the only way you get this through so that you, we, the people, can vote on this is you need to have elected representatives advancing the Protect Life Amendment. Mm -hmm. Elections matter. Elections have consequences. Uh, Tell us about what's up in this election. So this is a little complicated, but stay with us here. The Protect Life Amendment did pass last year in the Iowa legislature, but it has to pass twice with an intervening election. So the intervening election is this year, 2022. We need to reelect pro-life legislators who can then, hopefully next January or February, pass the Protect Life Amendment a second time, and then and only then do we, the people, get a chance to vote on it at the ballot. Mm. So so what this is all going to be, and we're we're in a couple of primaries on June 7th. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk specifically about those primaries because this is a very clear choice. You have a pro-life legislator running or pro-life candidate running Mm -hmm. against a pro-abortion candidate, one that would vote for the Protect Life Amendment, one that would vote against the Protect Life Amendment. Tell us about those two races. Sure. Our organization uh, does engage in elections. We try to bring uh, Christian principles to bear on legislators and on voting. And there are two um, legislators in hotly contested primaries who voted against the Protect Life Amendment and they have great pro-life challengers, great pro-life incumbents. This happened because of redistricting. Uh, Two pro-lifers got thrown in with two uh, anti-Protect Life Amendment legislators, and we're heavily involved. We're out knocking doors. We're running ads. We need your help and your prayers to replace pro-abortion legislators with pro-life legislators so that the Protect Life Amendment has a better chance of passage next session. So right now they need to pray, we need to give, and we need to vote. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure pro-life is protected at the ballot box first and then through the Protect Life Amendment. Yes. So let me see if I can sum this up a little bit. Last night we received really good news of a leak, and the leak was not the good news, but what it contained in the draft was really good news for the pro-life movement. Yes. If this becomes the opinion, it gets moved to the states. This is why the Daniel impact is so important. So when you have an inspired church engaging with the government for the advance of God's kingdom, we're praying for spiritual revival. We believe we need to end abortion before God would grant this country revival. But state by state becoming pro-life states, we then believe this entire country Mm -hmm. would become a pro-life state. And probably on that note, we as believers know The life issue is not a state issue. Uh, It's a right and wrong issue. Mm -hmm. 
And just because a, a court has an opinion doesn't make it right. That's right. So what we want to do is get all of America to embrace with all of its fullness the sanctity of human life so each ordained day can be lived out as it was intended to be. But on this note, we have good news today. Keep praying. Keep giving. Keep being active with us. Keep voting. And we're going to keep you updated because that little girl in her mother's womb deserves a birthday. This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.